The Rojo Show, episode 94. This is the quarantine episode. Who's locked down? Who is residing inside their homes? Clenched to their loved ones. Hmm. Um. I suppose I have a lot to speak to you all about. I haven't spoken to you guys in a while. Um. And this is a prime time to reconnect. I feel because everybody has free time. Um. I am currently at the studio, but I have been told that gonna have to leave the studio because the city is going to be on lockdown after five o'clock now i haven't been told this officially these are just rumors as of right now hearsay some will call it but i'll be taking the microphone with me and i'll be able to reconnect uh as such Um, but other than that, how's everybody doing? Um, I have been personal training. I have been working with the schools again. I've been doing a lot of different stuff. Um, And not saying that that is an excuse for why I haven't been able to do the podcast. Um, Just as a point of reference. Um, Kids are crazy. Let's talk about the kids a little bit. So, for the first time this year, I teach what is called a cluster class. Now, uh, it's been very hard for me to speak about these classes uh, to people because I don't know the the politically correct way to necessarily like to to speak about the kids in the class. Um, Like, if a kid has downs, right? I definitely know what to say about that, but like. If a kid, like, uh, see, like, even if I were to describe their behaviors, like, let's say I was to describe their behaviors, like, okay, like, one of the kids in the class, he wears headphones, and he continuously makes noise. I can't even imitate the noise, because imitating the noise makes me feel bad. Um, There's another girl who, um, she gets really excited she walks up to you with her hands out. She gets really excited, but they t- the, the 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 assistants tell you not to touch her because she doesn't know how to play nicely. She inevitably gets rough, but she's so you know she's so involved. She wants to get she's so enthusiastic with participating with the class that it's hard not to. I mean, it is a dance class. You do want to hold hands with the kids and walk back and forth. This is before the whole Corona thing. This is just two weeks ago. Imagine the difference now. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I teach a cluster class, which is basically in, in my day, 
Like, for instance, right now, Henderson, Matt, what up? How you feeling? Matt is around my age. At this, when we were in school, I believe they had like a special ed class, like a, like a special class, a class that was for, respectfully, kids with special needs, a.k.a. special ed. Now, they don't refer to it as special ed. They refer to it as a cluster class which is a cluster of kids that require special attention of some sort. So I teach one of these classes now for dance, and it's a little challenging. I imagine it's like being a stripper in the middle of the day, where like there's nobody there really to like observe what you're doing. Oh, no, maybe it's like, no, 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 it's like, It's like if you were a classically trained ballerina that had to work at a strip club and you're on the pole doing like advanced ballet moves, but everybody in the audience is like, shake your ass. But you're up there doing like some real art shit, but everybody in the audience is like, hey, just shake your ass. We'll need that. We'll need all that choreography shit. That's kind of how it is. Like, I'm really just like a cheerleader. I stand up there and I just do moves. And I just got to make sure that I'm doing something so that the handlers can be like, hey, okay, look, look, do what Mr. J's doing. And they, like, move their arms to do what I'm doing. But otherwise, um, it was a piece of cake. A young man the other day did pull his pants out. He, he pulled, I've, I've seen, as a man, I've seen men pee before. Not, like, up close where I can see, like, like, see their dick, but I've seen, like, you know, niggas standing over here taking a piss. Like, I was a Boy Scout. Like, you see these kind of things. Um, this young man pulled his pants down to his ankles, sat down on his butt with his, like, like, <laughs> like leaned back, and peed, like, a perfect stream, like a, uh, like a fountain. Peed a fountain in the classroom. And one of the other boys almost, like, ran into it. And one of the teachers grabbed him real quick and snatched him up. And then they picked up the boy who was peeing. And it was like if you pick up a water hose from the middle and you don't pick it up from, like, where the water shoots out. They just picked him up and the boy was still peeing. And they're turning around and they almost got it on everybody. <sighs> these, are, these are the stories I have. If he had peed on me, I definitely would have left. <laughs> that shit would have been out of line, bro. <laughs> if he had peed on me, I'd have been very, very, very upset. And then the teachers was like, "He's never done that before. I don't know what happened. I bet he's never done that before. I hope it's not regular for him to just pull his pants down and pee in the middle of the classroom. Because that was that was definitely the wildest thing I had ever seen. And when it was done." They just, like, pulled his pants back up and, like, hit him, dabbed him with some paper towels and sent him back on along his way. It's not like they took him to the bathroom, but I guess at that point his tank was empty. Uh, but, yeah, that was gross. Yep. But I don't, it's, it's weird to, like, refer to them. I don't know how to refer to them. But, uh, yeah. Working with kids is weird. 
But um, it I I don't know if it's teaching me patience because I don't really expect like I expect I I guess I would have to like really be close to a kid a child with special needs to understand because I've seen some that were really well adjusted and like had like chores and like seemed like they could get a, get on and, and, and handle themselves to a certain extent. And then I've seen some that just like get babied and babied and babied. And I don't really know what the right method is. Like I couldn't imagine if like me or my sister had some kind of like uh, mental disability with my mom. Like I'm not saying she would be like, I'm not saying she would be like rough. But have you seen The Walking Dead? You know how on The Walking Dead, the black chick, when she shows up, she has uh, the the two zombies on the leashes? I feel like my mom would have me very well trained. (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I can't even say some of the shit that I think she would say. But I think she would have me very well trained. I don't know if she would just have me, like, just just running around looking crazy. I feel like she'd, uh... She'd enforce some kind of uh, some kind of standard of of obedience, cause like some like this is one boy like they ask I I know that he understands to a certain extent, I know that he just be getting away with shit and he just cause like the natural thing is to be like oh <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's, oh like he don't get it and I will just be looking at him like he get it <laughs> he playing y'all asses. Like he'll just this one boy will just like sit in the middle of the classroom, and he'll just be looking around, and he'll just take his shoes and socks off, and then the little the cute the cute lady will come. She she speaks Spanish because I guess he don't speak English, right? We all know people who pull that trick. Like oh no, I'm playing English. Face that. Shut up. So like. The 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 young Mexican chick, she like Mexican and black, you know what I'm saying? She tall, kind of got booty. Um, she walk up to him and help him put his shoes back on and help him put his socks back on. And that's when he just be looking like, <laughs> like, yeah, she touching my feet. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they be knowing, they be knowing, they be knowing. That's just like they say. Uh, they say the girl, like none of the girl, like it's this one girl. I've taken a picture of her on my Instagram before, but she's got like, a, I think she has a hearing problem, but I'm not sure. But she's got like, like my boy Pat, he had ear. Shouts out to Pat. Like Pat had ear, um, like hearing aids. Pat didn't like. Now they got like the like if they can or if they, if you're born with it, they can give you these ones that like connect like to your head in some kind of way. I don't know exactly the science behind it. But um, she's got those. But, like, she's still, I don't know. There's other stuff, too. But, like, she obviously has, like, a thing about being touched. Like, she will, uh, she will, like, take your hands and, like, wrap them around her. Like, force you to give her a hug. Like, no, I want you to hug me like this. And it's like, hmm. I mean, I guess I'll, like, sure, I'll give you a hug. But she doesn't do that to the other teachers. 
And if this is that's another one of those things like if you let it go, it's like it'll they don't know when to stop. Like you'll you'll hug her and then like next thing you know, like she'll like be in my lap. And you can't be in my lap. Like number one, I don't know where you be at. And you can't just be touching on little kids like that. And number two, like you can't be just just be touching on little kids like that. Like who knows how someone would interpret a little girl sitting in a man's lap. Uh, even if it is like a dance teacher or a teacher or, you know, them lines get blurred all the time. So got to like nicely push them along and nicely, like keep their hands off of you and stuff. And now everybody's sick. So like, you really got to be careful about like, please don't touch me respectfully, respectfully. Don't touch me. Don't touch me respectfully, respectfully. Don't touch me. Because, you know, kids have kids are like kids carry colds and stuff anyway. So like now and then apparently with this Corona stuff, like they can have it and like not show symptoms of it. They won't get sick from it, but like they can give it to you and then you get sick from it. And then, you know, supposedly in my age range and with my. I guess if you say my history of working out or whatever, I'm not necessarily going to feel really sick from it. But, like, I'd be around my parents and they might get sick from it. So, like, just, ugh. This whole thing is weird. But, yeah, kids are, uh, kids are weird. But, yeah, that's that class. And then I got another class. And, uh, you know. I teach probably like five, five. I teach at four schools. One of my kids looks like a mini DJ Khaled. I wish I could get you a picture of him because he really does look like DJ Khaled. He's like a little chubster. He runs like that. Hey, man, teach your kids how to tie their shoes. You know how many expensive gym shoes I tie in a day? I feel like if your shoes cost more than $50, if your shoes have, like, a name brand, well, if I could tell that you got your shoes from, like, a Foot Locker or a Champs or, like, a reputable shoe store, you should know how to tie your shoes. I'm tired of these kids with these expensive gym shoes and don't know how to tie them. And that, like, they laces be, be, like, gross. All the plastic be chewed off of the ends of them. It don't be, it's not even easy to, like, re-lace them and tie them up. Just little nasty shoestrings. And what's up with all the booger eating? Listen, I see so many boogers eating in a day that it made me truly ask myself, have I forgotten what boogers taste like? Are boogers some kind of, like, childhood delicacy that you fall out of love with? Because these kids be going at it. Like, it's no hezzy. They go straight from the nose to the mouth with no, 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 uh, no nothing. No nothing. They go straight from the nose to the mouth. And and it's troubling because you watch them and I I catch myself like in in like slow motion. No, don't no 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 no. Like I I try to, but it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It's ugh. 
Hi. Yo. Anyway. Tell them to keep their hands out of their noses. Please. 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 Whew. But yeah. Kids are weird. And then like. It's always like it's always funny when like the bad ones like when a teacher come back they always want to ask um Mr. J did I do good? You know you didn't do good. You know you are not a listener. You know you're not a listener. So when a teacher comes don't ask me if you did good cuz I'm going to tell you the truth and I take pride in it. Oh, I take pride in it. Was I good, Mr. J? No. Didn't I have to tell you to sit down three times? That means you wasn't good then. Get out of my face. Whew. But yeah. That's what's going on with me. Kind of. What are you going to do? Um... Still waiting to see what jobs are going to do. You know, something was interesting. Because I work at the gym, you know. And I have these personal training clients. And, um, you know, the way it gets set up is we get paid based on their sessions. Like how they check in the sessions. And, um, you know, we put them in a schedule as they come in. They have a group of set. You have, you know, a certain number of sessions. As you come in, I get paid based on checking out your, your thing or whatever. Sid, what up? Gabe, what up? Masu, what up? Cousin Larry, what up? Bianca, what up? Um, so I found it very interesting that none of my clients, and this is okay. I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping because, you know. I live an extravagant lifestyle and nothing's going to stop me from doing that, right? But um, I found it very interesting that all of them, like, canceled their sessions and none of them were like, hey, go ahead and, you know, take a session since that's how you get paid to make sure you get paid during this time of uncertainty, right? But... I'm supposed to, you know, take certain leniencies and lend myself in certain ways extra. And it's, you know, the moment is past now, so it doesn't even matter at this point. But I just found it, I just thought it was kind of interesting. It, it definitely makes you wonder about how and when to allow yourself to blur that line between client and, I don't want to say friend, but like, client and like business and personal type of thing like i don't know it might get it might get real businessy after this you know but we all need that check sometimes like i've been listening to a lot of uh, i've been watching a lot of movies i've been listening to a lot of uh motivational speakings and things like that and every everything has a catalyst for a shift in mindset or a shift in um, technology in a lot of cases. 
a shift in philosophy. Everything needs, oftentimes there is a an inevitable event that has to happen to cause the reaction that is better for the better for the masses but may you know not be the most um fair for everybody else but these things are needed these things are necessary and one way or another they always figure themselves out now, I don't know what what time is it? It is 4:13. Now, I haven't heard anything officially about this lockdown in Chicago, but I heard that there was supposed to be one. Now, I am not at home. I would need to drive home. Um, but until I hear it like through Twitter or not, <laughs> until I hear it officially, I mean, I'm probably going to be chilling. I did leave my camera at home. And Saturday, I do have some plans on doing some sewing. Oh, have I talked to you guys about my sewing? I haven't talked to you guys about my sewing, have I? Now, me and my mom, probably a couple months ago at this point, went and took a sewing class, a beginner sewing class. We made a pillow. The pillow was raw, um, like out of some African fabric or whatever. Now, um, have I always wanted to be, have I always wanted to sew? I don't know about that, but I have always wanted to design uh, and or make my own clothing because I like things in a very specific way. I like things um, like I've all, I've been into like getting my suits tailored very early. Like my dad got me on that shit. Um, if you ever see pictures of me in eighth grade, um, I had you know I had a somewhat. I don't want to make it about it being expensive, but I had a suit for graduation and I had a suit for picture day. You know what I'm saying? Check the resume. But they're both tailored, both, you know what I'm saying, made to fit, feel me? So I've always had an affinity or known the difference between things that were off the rack and things that were made specially for you. And I have a, I have like a classic sensibility but, like, I like my shit to be a little different. So I've always had the thought of, like, um, you know, partnering with a brand or partnering with a style house and having them, like, make a collection or having me, like, create a collection based on that. <clears throat> so um, when she asked me about going to the sewing class, I was like, yeah, no doubt. Like, I definitely like to go because, you know, I, you start off doing simple shit like... Like, uh, like altering some shit you already have, right? So I started off, like, sewing patches on jackets and shit like that. Um, you know, Ralph Lauren started making ties. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I did that. And then I tried to make a pattern for, like, this little jacket thing. But, um, somehow my sleeve came out too short. So, the plan is... Unless everybody gets locked down and, I, and we can't leave our houses. Saturday, I got an appointment with this uh, this tailor. And I'm going to go in there and holler at him. I'm going to show him what I made so far. I'm, you know, I haven't made a lot of stuff. But I've sewn a couple things. So I'll take him my pillow. I'll take him this, jack, this denim jacket I put some stuff on. I'll take him the beginnings of this pattern that I made for this jacket. Or this like kimono style type thing. Um, and we'll see what happens. Because, you know, I, uh, 
at this point, I'm just trying to do everything, you know? Like, I've always considered myself to be somewhat multi-talented, and I'm just, like, throwing everything at the wall now. Like, I'm trying to do this sewing thing. Um, SK sent me some beats. John Berryman sent me some beats. Um, so, you know, I've written some stuff to that. Um, and I'm just trying to do whatever, you know? Anybody that wants to do anything, pretty much, just hit me up right now. Because I'm, I'm in a very collaborative space in my mind and in my spirit. Um, and that's not just with the with the quarantine. Like, that's just period. Like, I've just been feeling this way for the last, you know, two or three months, three or four months, you know? Because uh, I know I know a lot of talented people. And I know, like, all of us are kind of just like a hand away. So, you know, if I could be that hand, you know what I'm saying, be my hand. Once we're done with your shit, we could do my shit. Like, that's how he said, you know, down in Kentucky, like, that's how him and his boys bought their first car. It's like everybody would save up to get the first person car. And then everybody would save up to get the second person car. And then the third person car. And now everybody got a fucking car, nigga. So, that's the plan for now. And then we'll see what happens. Um, otherwise, what's going on in you guys' life? Have you heard that new J Electronica? Yeah, that shit is hot, right? It's really like a real nice Jay-Z mixtape. But, um, how y'all feel about him talking all that Muslim shit while he married to a white girl? I don't know. Does that even matter? I don't know. Maybe it does. I mean, I've never been one to judge color, right? I think everybody can like everybody. That's the, the beauty of America, right? The beauty of America is that everybody can love each other. America. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I... As a as a black man in America, I have a very weird relationship personally with the Nation of Islam because I was raised um, in a in a I don't want to say a Baptist church. I was raised in a typical black church, I suppose. But um, but I've always felt a way about the black church's lack of response or lack of opinion as it pertains to racial issues. Um, With the exception of Reverend Wright over at Trinity in Chicago on the South Side, shouts out to my man Will, um, I don't know of a lot of black pastors who address issues that commonly concern black men in America. They talk a lot of Bible stuff. They talk a lot of inspirational stuff, I suppose. But I don't hear a lot of black pastors speaking to issues of black men in America. Now, Louis Farrakhan, the Nation of Islam, that's their whole thing. Their whole thing is how to navigate this for back of a for lack of a better term this white world as black people now um i have always needed an a an outlet for that i've always needed that kind of information i've always sought out that kind of information 
um, my mother and my father have always instilled those kinds of thoughts in me, those kinds of revolutionary thoughts, those thoughts of being a Chicagoan and what that means and and Chicago being one of the places that spawned the Black Panthers or other and and and, and the uh and and um uh, uh all of the history of black politicians being from Chicago and 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 not even about about it being in Chicago just being aware of black people and black issues and and things of that nature so it it sometimes surprises me when my mother affiliates herself with the church the way she does but i feel like she gets different things from there and she gets her black shit from somewhere else i don't know in my opinion i would need somebody who has that much control in the community that much control with the women of 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 our race and our people i would need them to be saying something about the black issues in america and i don't see that a lot i didn't get that from church growing up but the nation of islam provides that the Nation of Islam provides that to young black men and black women. And as a conscious, somewhat militant black man, that appeals to me on various levels. It appears to me in a lot of different ways. It, it appeals to me in a lot of different ways. Now, um, Jay Electronica refers to a lot of Muslim teachings, a lot of 5%er teachings, a lot of Islamic beliefs, and you can he 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 pays very close attention to not only mention the nation of islam but also to mention uh mecca and and islam and other middle eastern countries that you know that that subscribe to muslim teachings as to not only associate himself with the nation of islam which can be thought of as anti-Semitic, can be thought of as anti-white and not just pro-black because I think there's a big difference there. I think there's a big difference between being pro-black and being anti-white. And there's a lot of people who blur lines and there's a lot of people who mistake one for being the other because just because I'm pro-black doesn't mean I'm anti-white, but there are definitely pro-black people who are anti-white. I know I just said a bunch of shit. I hope you followed it, whatever. But um, so Jay Electronica does play carefully with associating himself with the nation of Islam while still uh, um, eluding to more traditional Muslim practices. But Louis Farrakhan does start off the album and he does mention his teachings various times throughout his music. Now, he is, I don't know if he's married but he is very closely associated with a very affluent and rich white woman. Um, she is a part of the Rothschild family, legitly. Now, if you look into some uh, conspiracy theories about America and who built it and Federal Reserve and all types of shit, the name Rothschild will come up in a bunch of shit, 100%. Um, and you can draw those associations how you want. Jay-Z has also been associated supposedly with the Illuminati, Jay Electronica 2. There's a whole bunch of shit that I could say about that if I really needed to go in depth with that. Not saying I believe it or not. I'm just aware that these things have been said and how some of these um, thought processes or whatever have been communicated. I don't know. But with that said, does it dilute 
his message in some kind of way that it's coming from him. I mean, he also dated uh, Erica Badu. Are we all supposed to be held to, you know, the names on our body count? You know, I'm sure some of us have had sex with people we didn't exactly share the same political or religious beliefs with, you know, and probably will some more, you know. Hello, everybody on, on that, that's joined and left and joined and left and joined and left. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I really think that it's more of a showcase of Jay-Z and his lyrics, although um, Jay definitely was dropping, in my opinion, better verses than Jay Electronica, but um, I don't think that he was communicating on the same level as Jay Electronica was. Uh, if that makes any sense. Like, Jay Electronica got a little bit more in-depth with some of the 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 themes that he was speaking about, but he didn't really, like, speak about them intricately. Jay-Z kind of kept it safe, but he kept it safe really, 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 really well. Really well. It makes me want some Jay-Z music, most definitely. Makes me want some Jay Z music, and I'm sure some is coming because, pause because I don't think he would just put that out for no reason. I think, especially if he was gonna be on every album, I mean every song. Um, now I don't like Jay Electronica claiming that this is his first album. You can never be compared to the great albums in my book now because you had Jay Z on on every song. So your album can never be compared to Reasonable Doubt. Your album can never be compared to the documentary. Your album can never be compared to Illmatic. Your album can never be um, compared to um, nothing. Capital Punishment. Eternal. We got to send you back. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts on that. Um, oh, it's right here. My goofy ass. So, yeah, what are some supplies everybody's stocking up on? Everybody got all their toilet paper? Yeah, everybody got their toilet paper? Did anybody get any candy? What's the most uh, nonsensical thing that you uh, stocked up on during this time? Boxing wraps. A couple of my clients hit me up for some, uh, for like, you know, workout ideas or whatever. Ah, uh, they not real. They not really trying to get no work in. We'll see. We'll see. But they wasn't really trying to get no work in. I I'm putting them videos up. That's all for me. They playing around. Me and Bradley out there running around. <laughs> Sticks of butter. Hey, you got to relax, Bianca. You got to relax. I be seeing all that stuff you be making, and a lot of it be looking real good. Real good. But I don't see you making a lot of vegetables. I, You'd be looking real cheesy Mackie over there. 
And I'm I know I know right now you're about to fire off 80 vegetables that you made. I made this, I made that, I made this, I made that, I made this, I made that. I know. I'm just saying, y'all be over there eating real good. I'll be watching. I just want to make sure that there's balance. Whew. Just want to make sure there's a little balance. That's all. Because, you know, I'm trying to live forever, you know. I splurge sometimes. Devil, you know what I'm saying? We be over there eating cookies. We drink a lot of alcohol. Not a lot. She drinks a lot of alcohol. Not a lot. Nah. Depends on your definition of a lot. But anyway. What are you going to do? Um, Gabe, how are you? No, I'm not what? I'm not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Yes, 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 yes. Oh! That hit me right here. That hit me right here. That hit me right here. Uh-oh. But yeah. So, there's that. What else? Oh, yeah. Do you, listen. Do you know that in 2020, I literally had to have a conversation with this white lady about dreadlocks not stinking? Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, because I, you know, that that's what happened when you be like, but thank you. Okay, but yeah, balance. It be looking good. It be looking good. I be wanting like a piece of it to put on top of a salad, but some of the stuff. Hey, hey, hey. Because I see you, you in charge of the food over there. You feed the people. Okay, feed them right now. Feed them right. Anyway, um. Yeah, so, and this, okay, so I'm at the gym. This lady comes in there all the time with her, you know, I'm the mother of a LGBTQ plus t-shirt all the time. And that's fine. That would, in my mind, make me feel like she is well-versed or well-assimilated or very liberal and open to ideas or... I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's only her those ideas or her ideas. But she had this reflector thing, this like 3M reflector thing that she put on over her bike helmet. And I was like, yo, I would definitely wear that over my afro, like over my hair, like as a hat. And she was like, no, but you know what's so interesting? They don't make helmets for people with afros or people with dreadlocks and i was like what do you mean which i shouldn't have even said i should have just been like nope that's crazy but i'm like how do you think how do you think hair is like you you think you what what kind of special helmet do you think they would have to make to fit to fit afros or dreadlocks you just press it down and you pull the strap tight what are you talking about and then she said, well, then it would smell really bad. And I was like, well, yeah, from, like, the sweat and stuff. And she was like, no, like, do you know anybody with dreadlocks that don't stink? And I was like, are you serious? Like, I literally asked her if that was a serious question. Number one, because 
I'm like, are you out loud talking to me about dreadlock stinking in 2020 at the gym, Miss? I'm the mother of a liberal everything. Like, isn't that pretty ignorant? That's the first thought. And the second thought was like, do you know that people with dreadlocks nowadays are like some of the cleanest, got some of the cleanest heads on earth? Like, my boy Bryant, Zoe, shout out Zoe. I know them niggas scalps be cleaner than mine, <laughs> for sure. And it was just like, it was, she, and she was, she was like going to argue me down about it. And I'm like, hello, as the resident Negro, I think I'll take the motherfucking um, expertise role on the hair here. Thank you. Oh. But that just shows, like, people can be educated about what they want to be educated about, or, like, liberal don't mean liberal based on what you're talking about, or your 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 parameters. Because I'm like, stink. I'm like, I'm like, like, you don't like the oil that they put in? Or, like, no, like, stink like they don't wash them. I'm like, no. No. Unless you're talking about, unless you're talking about real... Rastafarians and I say real because you got Rastafarians that like will wash their hair and like still be on some smooth shit but like still adhere to like a lot of Rastafarian shit and then you got some that's like me no wash me hair like bad but who knows any of them you know some of them she know them no no and we talk, they, they are in the minority, 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 minority at this point. At this point, when you're talking about people with dreadlocks, you're talking about half the rappers in the world right now. You're talking about future. You're talking about dudes who, Wale, you're talking about clean-haired people. Like, uh, dreadlocks is not a, a dirty hairstyle no more. D- dreadlocks is damn near pretty. You better watch it. I don't know. She gonna try to tell me, and then she gonna try to bring some other dude into the, this other guy into the, the uh, into the equation, who I guess she thought was like more like knowledgeable because he was black, and like I read his ass too. Like, like first off, how many people you're when you say you know people with dreadlocks that stink? Are you talking about like Rastafarians? Cause yeah, but like at this point, if someone was to just randomly bring up people with dreadlocks. That shouldn't be the first people you think about. It should be like people that the 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 majority of people who have dreadlocks, which are, uh, you know, black men who keep them clean and keep them long and want them to be long and prosperous and want them to be some kind of like sign of their growth and maturity and their level in life. You gotta get the fuck out of here, bro. I was really disappointed in her. It changed my whole opinion about her as a person. Just to be honest. But it happens. It happens. Alright, well, I'm going to probably get off of here. I will attempt to do these a little bit more often, especially now that the Rona is popping. I can probably do another one tomorrow or the day after just based on the stuff that I realized that I forgot to say now. But um, y'all stay safe. Y'all stay clean. I'm going to go wash my hands right now. 
The Rojo Show, episode 94. Yeah, 94. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.